my whole thing around like budgets is not restriction, it's knowledge to make decisions. So the only way to zero out a budget is to spend less or make more. And I'd rather lean into making more than restricting because as an entrepreneur, you'll use a lot less energy doing that than trying to scrimp and save. Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the show. I am so, so excited to have our guest, Erin Bridgman, here with us today because guess what we're talking about? The hottest topic in the world, the biggest story in the world, the thing that people are equal parts freaked out by, excited by, want more of, don't always know how to get more of it. We are here to talk about money and I'm so pumped to have you here, Erin. So welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat about money. Me too. Well, we were already chatting a little bit before we started recording. And so I have a little sneak preview as to where we're going to take this. Um, But before we jump in, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and why you are the one we want to learn about money from? Oh, yay. Well, let's see. I, my journey started with growing a photography business. So about 10 years ago, my husband and I graduated from college, got married, had a net negative net worth and a camera as a graduation present. And both of us have been entrepreneurs. I feel like since we came out of the womb, we've had kind of have that spirit. And so we quickly took the camera that was a hobby and made it into a business. And so basically our whole marriage, we've been serial entrepreneurs and that started back in 2012. So it's crazy to think about, yeah, 10 years. And um, it's what we used to really be able to live the lifestyle that we wanted. And um, our careers at the beginning did not pay a lot. And so we're like, hey, we're going to make it more money and, and do what we love. And that turned into me eventually going full-time in entrepreneurship and photography is what then funded real estate. And then as we were able to stabilize, I was able to move into the coaching world. And that began about five years ago. And I kept seeing this common factor with women as I was working. I obviously, as a photographer, I kind of attract more of the creative female entrepreneurs so the web designers the coaches the the photographers and many times as creatives we say we're not good with the numbers and money freaks us out and all those things and yet I was seeing that this was a consistent thing taking power away from incredible women and so throughout the years I've been able to develop a proprietary money matrix system and really get into money mindset. And I just found what lights my soul on fire. And I'm so on a mission to help women become wealthy because I believe they will change the world. 
that's what I'm doing now. Love that. That is absolutely, we are aligned in that. I do think that the, the fact that money is the way to do that is so important to us as women, especially as entrepreneurs, because we have a way to make it and make lots of it. And that is how we take back our power. And there's a lot to be said for, I, I like to say good people do good shit with money. And if you're a good person, then you are absolutely obligated to make a lot more of that money so that you can do a lot more good things in this world with it. Absolutely. I couldn't resonate with that more. And I love that you mentioned like about entrepreneurs, because we are on the front lines of what I say is like the wealthy woman movement, because if we look at history, which I think is just so shocking sometimes for us to like put this into context of how fresh some of these changes have been for us as women with money. I mean, it wasn't but less than 100 years ago, we couldn't own our own, open our own bank account without a man. We couldn't have our own credit card without a man. That was as recently as the 70s, Erin. Yes. That wasn't 100 years ago. Oh, so, yeah, 70s. that's what I'm saying. In the past 100 years, this stuff yes. is what's been changing. Crazy. I mean, and so you look at history and society and the framework we are set up in, like, we've got, we've come some a ways, but we've got a lot of ways to go. And as female entrepreneurs, we get to be on the front lines of this because we're the ones who are gutsy enough and risky enough to say, I'm willing to put myself out there, like your audience is coaches. So it's literally them selling themselves, their service and saying, I'm willing to go out into the marketplace and exchange my talent for money and like believe that and claim that. And then we also have the ability to make more and raise prices and do all that. And so there's just a really huge responsibility and like privilege that we have. And so that's why I'm so excited to empower women, both with their mindset and management of money so that we can make a difference in the world. So, so important. I was listening to, um, I listened to a lot of Oprah, love her like many. (laughs) And I believe it was Maya Angelou that she had quoted who said kind of on the heels of what you just said, but like we have a huge responsibility as women. And I think Maya, I'm probably going to botch it, but more or less, she said, I come as one, but I stand as many, or I stand as thousands, meaning like Mm -hmm. I'm now on the forefront. It's my job to keep pushing this. And people have paid a price for me to be in this position. Mm -hmm. And it's now my obligation to continue this forward movement for us as women. And it, it is a big, it is a big responsibility, but we can enjoy it and have fun with it by what you said, trading our, what we do well, our talents and skills and abilities in exchange for that. And, and show up in the way that we show up best in the world to make that happen. Yep. It's beautiful. And it's real. It's like really, you know, these are inspiring words. It's like, you know, sometimes when I'm talking in my intensive, I'm like, and thanks for coming to my TED talk. But yeah. like then, you know, as I get to work with women and really see the evolution of their story, the way that they are breaking down the money blocks and the things that have like, you know, they've inherited from their family around limiting beliefs around money and how that makes them actually feel really unworthy or, you know, lots of things around that. I mean, you're changing like generations to come if you change the way that you think. And the same thing with how you manage your money, you know, in very tangible ways. Like one one gal who was in the part of the intensive last time was like, I get it. Like in literally the exact amount of money I decided to pay myself in salary 
is the exact amount of money I can pay for my two girls to go to this really incredible school and it's going to change the trajectory of their lives. And I'm like, that's the beauty of it. Incredible. And it and it's it's exactly what it is. I mean, we have the ability to make money to change our lives and to change the world. And you know, my what I do is I teach people how to make money. I will never claim to be an expert on the other side of things. I will teach you how to make it, but there's such an important skill set that every single one of us as entrepreneurs need to know, which is how to manage the money we bring in, right? Because you're not just operating a business with it. You're, you're paying for your life with it as well. And you want to do really cool, big, important things with it. So I'm excited just to, to have that chat with you because I know how valuable this is for my audience because I'm always talking about here's how you make money. Now let's talk about not just how you manage it, but I think there's some really like one of the questions I want to ask you that I'm really excited about is because I think as women, we all fall to these belief systems that are in society. So how does traditional financial advice, right, that, that we hear, that we've heard all the time from books, whatever, intuitively encourage us to live in a scarcity mindset? Because mm-hmm. I, I just feel like I'm on both sides of this. It's like I can do what's reasonable and responsible and what we're supposed to do according to traditional financial advice. But it kind of defies everything that entrepreneurs are told to believe. Right. Well, you know, I think let's keep it specific to women. If we look at how even just like media, how things like that speak to women versus men, it's often advice around how to spend less. Mm-hmm. how to restrict, how to hold back. Yep. It's not about strategy. It's not about investing. It's not about making more, right? Which just comes, just really, I think, highlights a patriarchal society. And then certainly, like, I mean, I like to throw it out there, like why I don't agree with Dave Ramsey or different Thank financial <laughs> advisors yeah. like that. And I mean, I drank the Kool-Aid, you know, 10, 12 years ago when we were getting married. And there are some great principles that I definitely agree with. But he is not speaking to the entrepreneur. He is speaking to somebody who is very much risk adverse, whose only option is to really spend less, not make more. And so, um, you know, there have been times in my money journey where I know advisors like that would look at me and say, what the heck are you doing? Mm -hmm. And it has paid off. Like, for example, when we first started into real estate investing, we took the $18,000 and we said that we had saved up scrappily from our photography business and said, we can pay off one student loan or we can purchase an asset, take the risk and work to pay off all of our student loans with the 18,000. Of course, Dave Ramsey would say, take the 18,000 and pay off the student, you know, one. But as entrepreneurs, our superpower is to go into the marketplace, to take risks, to make more money in a calculated, educated way. And that asset did turn out to pay off all our student loans. And so I think that we have to, for sure, there's like, I don't, I'm not like, just go live this crazy lavish lifestyle. You deserve it. Like, of course we have to, the numbers don't lie and we have to zero out our, our budgets and all that. But I, my, my whole thing around like budgets is not restriction. It's knowledge to make decisions. So the only way to zero out a budget is to spend less or make more. And I'd rather lean into making more than restricting because 
That's there's a lot like you'll, you'll as an entrepreneur, you'll use a lot less energy doing that than trying to scrimp and save. Agreed. So there's just a little bit there. Well, I love that. And I think, you know, a lot of times this was a big lesson for me um, a couple of years ago. A budget is actually two things. It's not just restriction. It's money coming in and money going out. And that was like an eye opener for me. I went, oh, you know, because I'm the I'm that entrepreneur who's like, I'll just go make more money. I'll just go make more money because I have a way to do that. And I have a skill set for it. Right. Um but on the other end, it's like money coming in and money going out. Would you say, in your opinion, that it's true that when we restrict what goes out, that we are also potentially restricting what's coming in? I just think that you're in this energy, right? And sometimes it's responsible. It's like, you know, so part of what I work on with people is not just understanding your business numbers, but it's understanding all of your personal numbers and your personal financial goals. And Many times, I think there's a stat that says 65% of Americans don't even know how much it costs for them to live, you know, and, and you do need that knowledge. And we start in the personal money, money mastery side of things, creating a budget, tracking to give us knowledge, like, oh, wow, I didn't know I was spending $1,000 a month on restaurants. Now, my response to that isn't don't spend $1,000 on restaurants. It's, does that line up with your values? Is that compromising financial stability for you? My first response is not, you need to cut that down, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's that, your judgment, right? Like you're kind of, you're kind of putting your judgment on them when really that might be one of their, like you said, is that aligned with your values? Yeah. And I'm really about, you know, create, like, how do we have value-based spending? Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody has different values. Mm-hmm. And then we just get to take the energy of money and put it behind our values. And so, you know, one of my values is my home. And I work from home. I host people all the time. People work out of our co-working space. It's basically this, it's in our backyard. And so I'm going to put money into my home And so maybe other people don't, you know, they travel, they're not around, but everyone has different values. And so my hope and my goal is to help you spend your money and plan your money to back up your values. And, but I think when we focus, like what we focus on expands. So if you're focusing on restriction, you're focusing more on that energy than maybe possibility, than maybe like expansion. And I think you have to do both. You have to have knowledge and be like, okay, this is misaligned. I do want to cut back. I don't want to spend that. Or I never use that. I should cut that. You know, that's fine. And spending a little bit of time for us to get refined there, sure. But you can just go like sell another client and be cover that for six months, you know? So that's why I think it's really important for us to spend more of our energy and more of our space in that like possibility what do we want to manifest what could we bring into the world more than the restriction part hey i'm interrupting you real quick because i know you're enjoying this podcast and i know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business you care about the people you work with and you want to help people as a matter of fact you want to help more people but i bet you often ask yourself where am i going to find clients and i've got your answer 
I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. And you know what I think what's coming through for me as you're explaining that too, I, I, I just loved everything how you explain that because there are two ways to see that. I think what will really make sense for our audience as well and resonate with them is a lot of them in the health and wellness world are sick of people restricting themselves with diets and they're helping their clients, you know, feel some freedom around their food, food freedom, essentially. And I think that this will resonate because the restriction of a budget can be very similar to what the restriction of a diet does to somebody. So just to, to have that analogy in a health yeah, context. I love right? that. Yes, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I think one of the things that you mentioned that I think is really important for entrepreneurs to hear as well, and I'd love to hear you talk more about this, is the money that you're bringing in from your business also isn't just for your business. There's a personal side to things, right? You've got to pay yourself. You've got to pay a salary. And I know a lot of times, you know, you might see entrepreneurs online, like my business made $20,000 last month, or my business did $250,000 in the first quarter. Um, explain to us what that actually means. And then maybe what the difference is between profitability in business and actually growing your personal wealth. Yes. Yay. I love it. So yeah, I mean, most of the time we're always speaking about revenue, which is our mm -hmm. top line number. So what did we sell? So if you have a coaching client that you just signed for $2,000, you're not putting $2,000 into your personal account because it's going into your business. And then we have to pay, you know, all expenses, like the software that you use and the assessment that they take and the client gifts that you send them. And so then we're down to like whatever. And then you pay taxes on top of that. And then you sign up, you have this educational program you sign up for and, you know, it's on subscription. And so you really end up making like $1,200, you know, maybe profit in from the 2000. But then how much of that are you actually then moving into your personal world or just leaving in your business? And so. I think that a lot of education um, and a lot of coaches brand themselves around, let me get you to six figures. Let's double your revenue. Let's do that. And in fact, that was me. I mean, I did that for years and I still do that because that is, we have to do that in a healthy way that it's still, it's like we're bringing in the right revenue that's producing high, highest profitability to help pay you. But that's not, that's, only part of the story and you could have a business that made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars but what if it cost you 280 like you lost 30k mm -hmm. you know and so I just feel like while I still teach how to make more money and I know you do talk about how to make more money those are very very valuable things and necessary things because that's like a lever we control with our money but many times I see especially as I speak with the type of women that I do is that they have a lot of fear around their numbers, a lot of imposter syndrome. One of the most common things I hear is like, I'm just not good with numbers. I'm not good with math. Mm -hmm. 
And I always love to call women out on that because nobody is born into the world knowing math or knowing numbers or how to use a spreadsheet. This is a skill that you can attain. And just like you have in the evolution of your entrepreneur journey, you have attained skills, you can attain this skill. And in fact, you have to in order to have a healthy business because the definition of a healthy business is going to be based on numbers. And so if you're just avoiding numbers all the time, you are removing yourself from power and you're removing yourself from possibility. And so, you know, I love to, when people give me that excuse, I'm like, that's an excuse. We're just going to name that as an excuse. And we're going to start to say, I'm learning how to be a numbers person, just like you figured out how to use Slack or how to build a course on Kajabi, you know, things that you didn't know how to do before. You can, you can learn to do that. And and it's very, very necessary to do. And so when we think about revenue and all the important numbers to know in your business, the most important number is your salary to me, because that is when the energy of money from your business is translated into your personal pocket. And that's what I care about ultimately. Like, sure, we have to have a healthy business to do that. So, you know, we've got to make all the numbers inside of your business matter. But who cares if you're making all this money, quote unquote, in your business and you never, ever feel the energy or the impact of it in your personal life? Then is this just a hobby? Like, what are we doing here? And... Well, isn't that also, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but isn't that also a reason why a lot of people might then eventually end up giving it up? Like if you're not, if you're not feeling the impact, if you're not feeling the benefit to you, why are you going to keep doing it? A hundred percent. And this is what I see is like second level burnout with the types of women I'm working with. So they've been in entrepreneurship for like quite a while. They're six figure business owners. I mean, From the outside, they're crushing it, right? But internally, we have this potentially skeleton in the closet around our thinking. We're like, we're like, oh my gosh, it's happening for me now, but will it happen for me next year? Will I make it? Will I still be able to do it? Like all the mindset crap and then the management stuff. And like, I'm talking like admirable, successful women not paying themselves a salary, not paying themselves a consistent salary. So paying themselves least and last is what I find often. And then that's very, then what are you teaching your subconscious about yourself and your business? Oh, I'm not worthy to make the money or I just come last. And certainly you're not going to keep doing things. I mean, most of us, I hope, are doing things out of deep passion and alignment and mission, but (laughs) you got to pay bills. We live in a world where that's literally like how life exists. And so you're not going to keep working for free. So I do believe that this type of work also helps you have longevity, which I'm all about, because I know that the women that we're all attracting into our world are beautiful, heart-centered women doing amazing things, and we want them to keep doing that. Yeah. How often do you see women use a partner as an excuse to not pay themselves? You know what I mean by that? Like Like the, well, the bills are paid. And so maybe they're not moving that money from their business into their personal life. Yeah, that does happen. Like a lot, I feel like I see like a lot of times, like 
sometimes it depends on, but like, you know, some women are like, this is just like for the extra. Mm-hmm. This is just for the, which if that's the case, and that's how you've decided to do your finances, that's fine. But you need to raise your necessity around the extra. Mm-hmm. That energy, you know what I mean? That energy. Like, what does that mean because, to you when you say that? Raise your necessity around the extra. Because I mm-hmm. like that phrase. Yeah. You need to like figure out what the extra is. Like literally, like, okay. I want these vacations or what are your values? Again, we go back to like, what are your values? So if your values are giving your children certain experiences, certain education, if it's traveling, if it's being really generous, you have this certain organization or the certain way you want to show up in the world. It's understand raising your necessity around that would be to me, like understanding, okay, like what are those numbers that you need to make specific like down to the dollar and then how can you strategize you know around that so you would get very clear on what it is your motivation for it understanding your values behind it understanding the exact amount so that you can then work specifically towards that so that would be you know I always say piles of green cash are not very motivating Because it's just like, who cares? I could swim in dollar bills. Like, it's not really that, like, doesn't mean anything to me. It's a bunch of pieces of paper with dead presidents on it. Yeah, let's be real. And so I see lots of times we make these random ass goals. I want to hit six figures. I want to double. I want to do all this. And I'm just like, why? Because what what does that do for you? Mm -hmm. You know, what is that? And so, but then all of a sudden, when and when I'm working with women, we we strategize their financial goals. And so when all of a sudden it becomes, well, my big, this was one of my clients, like my big goal is to retire my partner. And it was this very far off, like arbitrary, I don't know, maybe in five years, maybe in six, you know, I can do that. And but it was like, well, how much would you need to make? I don't know, like, right, because you don't know how much you're really spending to live and how much, you know, that's a, that's a goal that it doesn't have to be super vague or arbitrary. We can get really clear on what that is. And she was able to retire her partner within like a year of us working together, which is just unreal. And so, or it's like this, I mean, debt is a huge thing that cripples many of us. And, you know, so Look at the actual number, figure out how much debt do you have and what do you need to make in order to pay it off. Mm-hmm. And now like, and that happened in the last intensive, one of the gals paid off all of her student loans because she could see her numbers, she could see her projections, she could see she was able to do it. And she was just like the weight, the emotional weight that is off of me and what I have been released to dream now and to you know, start to put my money towards, mm-hmm. it's just unreal. Wow. It's freeing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So it sounds like, and I know this, and, and this is what I'm hearing you say over and over again, money flows where there's a purpose. Mm-hmm. You're going to do different things. You're going to think different. You're going to show up different. You're going to have different energy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah because you're very intentional. You know, I, I recently did that with a client. We were on our retreat and she was really excited about selling first, uh, getting her first client. And I said, great, what are you going to do to celebrate? I love that. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, you have to take a, whatever you sell, whatever monetary amount is, I want you to right now decide what portion of that is going to go to you 
celebrating. And, you know, I think like a lot of us women do, she had trouble at first kind of articulating what she might want and, and kind of dreaming about like something that she could do for herself. Um, and so she landed on a vacation and she said, I want to take my family on a vacation. I said, great. Where? She said, Hawaii. I said, great. How long is that going to, you know, and, and we kind of went through all the questions, like, how long is that going to take you? And then I said, well, what if we set a smaller goal first for a vacation that's a couple hours away? And then you get that first and then you work up towards the other one. Right. And, and I think it's so important to remember, like, we've got to have these other things outside of our business as goals that we're working towards to keep us excited about working towards it. Yeah. Not just to right. reach a number. Right. And we're not like, hello, we're like holistic people, humans. And I find it so interesting that many times as we begin into entrepreneurship, we sacrifice the thing, you know, you and many times you have to at the beginning, the very thing that you why you're going into entrepreneurship, like flexible lifestyle, travel, like all this stuff is something that you sacrifice at the beginning because you just have to grind, whatever, whatever. I get it. I'm not like, oh, just grind it out culture. But at the beginning, there is that. And then you stay in it and right. And then all of a sudden what happened to the lifestyle you dreamed of and the travel and like, isn't that what the business is supposed to do for you if that's your value. Right. And so, yeah, I think, I think remembering that comes down to money, honestly, like if you want to have a flexible lifestyle where you can pick up your kids at three and you want to go on trips and all of this stuff, well, that's money. So you have to have money to pay the housekeeper so you don't have to clean the house so you can be free at three or you can pay for the trip or you can do all these things. And that's when I like love because so many people and women feel like money is an icky goal to go towards. And I love to say, well, let's think about all the good that money really provides for us and stop demonizing money and like, like because that's just not real. <laughs> Well, and it's really just coming, you tell me, coming from beliefs that were handed down to us by some well-meaning person, like money isn't bad. Money's neutral. Money's a beautiful, amazing thing. And we've got this icky, sticky, ooh, I can't want it because that makes me a bad person kind of mentality around it, which really is just repelling it. Yes, I know. And I love to change that in, in our mind because I'm like, well, if you're believing that you it's icky and you don't like you're repelling it, how are you supposed to then attract it? I mean, this is right. like opposite signals that you're giving out to the universe here. Right. Right. Yeah. If you're like, I hate mushrooms. I don't ever want to eat mushrooms. Mushrooms are gross. Well, then you're not going to ever attract mushrooms. You're not going to order them on your plate. You're not going to see it. it you know, and it, I mean, I guess it's mushrooms aren't money, but like we get it. Same it's concept. Yeah. Same concept. If you're like demonizing it, like you said, and making it wrong or making yourself wrong for wanting it, um, there's some beliefs there that I think you really have to investigate. And you've mentioned this a couple of times. I know this is how you work with your clients. There's a lot of mindset stuff that this Absolutely. requires. Yeah. And many people are attracted into my work because of the strategy they want. They know they have goals. They have like, okay, I do want to, I have no idea how to get there, but I do want to figure out how to pay down my debt I do want to figure out how to buy my dream home or whatever the case may be and then they get in and they realize oh my gosh so much of this is my mindset is the way I think because the way we think is then the way we act and then you know it's all cyclical and so that's why it's so important for us to break down both our thinking and really like amp that up as well as like our management and I think they work together because as you get new musculature with 
oh, I, I can do these spreadsheets. Oh my gosh, I can strategize how to pay myself and how to do all this stuff. Your confidence and your belief and your thinking changes and it just like really works together so well yeah. to help you up level with your wealth. Yeah. yeah. I love that too, how you said that, because I think that's the case with a lot of, um, like with me, for sure, my clients are attracted to strategy at first. And so much of what selling is, it's mindset work. Yeah, it's, it's all about confidence. confidence. It, jinx. <laughs> it's, it's energy, right? It's all only energy. And so, so much of it is like the psychology of sales and, and your mindset around it. It's not the strategy because strategy is not going to work if you don't believe it's going to work. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. So how can they find more of you? How can they follow you? How can they get more of this amazingness that you've shared with us today? Yes. Instagram is our most active. Okay. So, and of course, um, my name spelled really weird. So check the show notes, but Aaron with two N's Bridgman, no E on bridge. So Aaron underscore Bridgman. I hang out there a lot. I'm super relational. I love to be in the DMs. Just like you, you sent me that video. I'm like, oh, I love that. I need to send more videos, not just voice audios. Yeah. Thank uh, you for saying that, by the way, because that's what I teach all my clients. I'm like, I, exactly what you said is exactly what I say. I'm very relational. My the, What I teach, my methods are relationship-based because that's what I believe selling is all about. And that is my jam is getting into the DM, sending videos and connecting with people. So Absolutely. That's, that's what it's all about. Connection, being real. Yeah. Selling is, I always just say, selling is just service with an energetic exchange of money. So yeah, come hang out with me there. If you've been really, I think if your listeners have been really curious and they're been peaked about like, wow, what is all this stuff? I mean, the biggest, best container to work with me and starting out is the eight week intensive. So they can get on the wait list for that. And I'll be opening it back up when I'm back from baby world having after I have this baby. And those fall. of you that can't see, Erin is extremely pregnant right now. So <laughs> my swollen, puffy face. Um, yeah. And then there's a great checklist, Wealthy Woman Checklist, that really helps you go through and understand how can I be the CFO of my business, my personal life, and my mindset. And that's something free they can download for sure. Oh, awesome. And we'll have the link to that in the show notes. So definitely everybody go check the show notes so that you can get the, what did you call it? The um, wealthy woman checklist, wealthy woman checklist. Awesome. Ooh, I'm excited for that. And I hope everybody goes in and grabs that and then connect with Aaron on Instagram, Aaron with two N Bridgman with no E that will be in the show notes as well. And uh, listen, ladies, I'll teach you how to make the money. Aaron will teach you how to manage and make something of your life with the money, because that's really the most important part, right? Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. What an honor to be able to chat with you and your audience. Yeah. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. This was a really fun conversation and uh, I appreciate you. Awesome. Cheers. Bye everybody. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.